Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm Seal Kita. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. This is especially something you might want to join since we are almost to that yearly point where we take a month off before we start a brand new season. So if you join Patreon, you'll have a wonderful backlog of episodes to keep you entertained throughout the month. We also released two Patreon podcasts in December as a special thank you for our kimchi VIPs. You can find the link in our show notes. So speaking of VIPs, I'm pretty sure it was one of them who asked us if we could do a fan stalking of Lee Dong Wook. And we were like, of course we can. And what better time to do it than to do it now, because he is currently starring in Tale of the Nine-Tailed. So we're going to talk about his filmography, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about the drama that he's starring in right now and give our thoughts and feelings on that. And that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. And I'm excited because I've been watching him my whole K-drama watching career, I guess. So he was in some of the first shows that I watched way back when. And he's in so many shows, in fact, that we just can't cover everything. But we're going to hit some of the more well-known of his dramas. And the first one where I saw him was My Girl. And this is a drama where it's him and Yoon... Is it Yoon Chi Yoon? No, Lee Jun Ki. It is Lee Jun Ki with his And then Lee Jun Ki and their cousins Mm -hmm. with very sexy 90s-style hair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and earrings. <laughs> and they find this country bumpkin con artist girl in Jeju Island. Yes, mm-hmm. Jeju mm-hmm. Island. And bring her into the family. And he's paying her to pretend to be a long lost cousin that disappeared when I believe there was like an earthquake and a mall collapsed or something. There was some kind of huge event and mm-hmm. the cousin disappeared and they believe she might have been dead. So they bring this girl back to comfort their grandfather in his final years as this long lost cousin that has suddenly reemerged and they found her. And so they're related and yet they both fall in love with her, which causes some (laughs) awkwardness. You know, I love those fake incest things and he's done a couple. So we will be talking about fake incest again. In fact, with the same actress in a future drama that <laughs> is in the future part of this podcast. So, but I love that show. It was, it just made me happy and just so much wonderful angst and romance. So My Girl was also one of those early dramas. Uh, I'm trying to remember, when did that come out? Because it was, it was, it was it like was early. 2000. 2007 like it's a long time ago yeah yeah and I had a thing for Lee Jun Ki with his earring and uh Lee Dong Wook with his his hair and um <laughs> it was a thing it was a thing it was like it was an event oh it was, it was 2005 to 2006 I thought it was later than yeah so it's it's an it's an earlier Hong sister drama yeah, I mean, that's 15 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was definitely one of the early ones. I loved the girl in it. And it's like it was my first glimpse of Jeju Island. And I just was completely smitten. And I 
had it like on my bucket list after seeing that. And so uh, three years ago, I was able to go and it was all that I'd hoped it would be with the exception of falling down the stairs and giving myself a concussion. But, you know, other than that, it was everything that I thought it would be. You know, for me, there was nobody like chasing me to like money lenders chasing me or anything like in this drama. But um, you could imagine. But I could definitely picture that. And also just, I don't know, I just remember watching this and ha- like being very impressed with both um, Yi Dong-wook and Lee Jun-ki and thinking, yeah, uh, this, okay, all right. I don't know what this, because it was early in my drama watching career. And I remember being like, okay, this is interesting, especially their hair. <laughs> So this one was not my first of him, but it was when I was going through and trying to watch all of the Hong sister dramas. And so I don't remember. I know that this also wasn't my first Lee Jun-ki one as well. So when I watched it, I was like, oh, that's the same guy in Arong in the match. Okay. Because that was later in his career. So it was interesting because this is an earlier one for him. Um, And it's definitely... An earlier one for Idong Wook. I don't, it's, you know, probably one of, I don't know what his first dramas were, but um, I just enjoyed the the relationship. I'm having a hard time remembering much of it, but I do remember really liking his character with her. Um, and then I felt bad for the cousin, but that's probably because I really liked Lee Jun Ki. Like he was top. I loved him in Arong and the Magistrate. So, I remember really feeling bad for him, although his hair was a little bit of a deterrent. <laughs> but I. Oh, his hair was so sexy. <laughs> it was so sexy. No, it was. Oh my gosh. You guys love that 2000s. Ah, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't like the hair, but I still thought, I still uh, felt for him. And he, he, this is definitely in his, he overacted a little bit during that time in his, his career, but I still loved all of it. And it's, it's one of those where just be prepared. It's an older drama. So, but it's a lot of fun. I like everyone overacted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember some of this drama. I know I started it and I know I watched the ending, but I can't tell you anything that happens in the middle. So I think, I think I may have just skipped a whole bunch of it. <laughs> 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 oh goodness wow okay uh so the next drama is scent of a woman not to be confused with the american drama of the same name or american was it it was a movie it was yeah a, yeah it was a movie. of the same name mm-hmm. um but in this one uh i do remember this because i remember it was really depressing <laughs> in my, it was but, so there was a, it's about a woman, um, she was like an office worker and unmarried, like in her 30s, which is like just ancient. She was practically, yeah, spinster. And she, so basically she ends up being like diagnosed with cancer and given six months to live. And so she quits her job. And she decides to just kind of embrace her last six months of life. And so she goes to, was it like Okinawa? It was, I think it was just This might have been another, yeah. yeah. I think so. And then she runs into Lee Dong-wook 
um, while she's there. And he happened to be, he was the son of her former boss. Um, so he's rich and he's kind of cynical and, and hot. hot. <laughs> he's really hot in this drama. I do remember that mm. really clearly. And then he ends up falling in love with her. And so they kind of live out her bucket list as she kind of completes each dream that she had. It was sad, though. I remember it being sad, but he was hot. So <laughs> it was sad. This is my first drama with him in it um, that I watched. And I didn't have any idea what, what I was getting in for when I started watching it. And then I was like, oh, she's going to die. But the most memorable scene for me was their uh, cha Was it? No, it was, it was a tango. tango. Their tango. Yeah. And it was very hot and sexy. And I just remember like, wow, this guy. Woo. But um, I also remember really liking the um, – I don't remember he's a doctor or something. I don't know. He's played by Um Ki Joon. And I really remember liking him as the other person in there, but I have no idea how he was associated with her or not. But I remember liking him. This was early stuff for me too. Like I remember. I believe must, he was her doctor. It so might have been. Yeah. He knew what was going on, but he, yeah. she wasn't telling hardly anybody else that he was the one that she would confess, you know, like consult. Yeah. She would confide in him, but for the longest time, I don't think Lee Dong Wook's character knew about her dying for a while there. And then finally she tells him or whatever. But yes, I just remember that tango. <laughs> and she was, um, she, that she was Jenny Jang in, um, secret boutique. So yeah. She's, uh, the, um, so much Sam, my, yeah. Sam soon, my, my lovely Sam soon or whatever. Kim yeah. soon. Ah, yeah, she was, that's her. I agree. That tango scene, it's like hotter than most sex scenes. It's so hot. Because <laughs> there's it's so many like, of those in K-drama. <laughs> where you like pulled her up tight. It's like, oh. Yes. <laughs> and then there was like a really steamy camping scene, I think, too, if I recall. Hmm. But there were some really, you know, and this is back in the day where you didn't see very much skinship, like real skinship. It was all the open-eyed fake stuff. And so this is one of those dramas that went adult earlier than most dramas ever did. So I remember being kind of shocked at seeing how sexual it was. And, but it was very good. It was very sad. And to be perfectly honest, oh, the ending, like the ending is kind of open-ended and I hate when they have mm. like an illness thing and it's open-ended. I'm like, you know what? Just kill the person off so we can <laughs> grieve. <laughs> So that's just a personal preference. Mm -hmm. I like seeing the story to a conclusion. And when it's open-ended like that, it just doesn't feel very concluded. And so that was just the only negative I had about that show. Though they don't give you hope. Like it's not like no. you don't no. have hope no that hope. she's all of a sudden going to find some cure. Like you know that when the camera stops rolling, she's dead. <laughs> she's dying. She's yeah. dead. Yeah. The next one on our list is next to the role he's playing right now. I don't know, maybe his goblin role too, but like Blade Man or Iron Man, it is called in some places, is um, the 
gosh, I can't even like he had blades that grew out of his body when he got angry <laughs> or something like that. He was, he was like the Incredible Hulk. So again, at the very beginning of the show, they really play up how he gets angry. And I will say out of all leading guys role, like this is one of those where it's like he, he's really horrible to his employees at the beginning, but they are playing up the Incredible Hulk thing type thing where he's getting angry and the blades and all of that. So I will give it a pass because of that. I did really like him in this role. The female lead, it was one of my favorites of her dramas as well. She was really, oh, wait, who was the female lead? Am I getting this one and see your, I see your uh, smells? The female lead was the same girl as the pure smells. Okay. They were the so same. I really, I do, I do remember liking her in this a lot. I remember, but I still think my favorite character in this drama was Secretary Go. He's his secretary and he, he's a very handsome man and he did, he ran and did lots of things for him during out throughout the drama. And I just remember him being one of my favorite characters of the drama. <laughs> I have to agree a thousand percent that the secretary was, he made the show, but I absolutely loved Lee Dong Wook in this because he would go from grumpy to petulant to kind of sweet um it was it was one of those i mean it it was not my favorite drama i do not like the girl that was acting with him i am not a fan of the way that she acts but for what it was for the whole comic book feel that it had i watched it all the way through and that says a lot because i'm notorious for not finishing dramas but it was it was a pretty fun drama, so I liked him in this one. I enjoyed that it was just so different. It was very something we hadn't seen really before. They really went outside the box. It's the same director as White Christmas, mm. uh, the that horror movie or yeah. miniseries that I really enjoy. And you could definitely see that they were going for some really creative camera angles and techniques, and I really enjoyed that about it. It's not my favorite one of his dramas, but I give them kudos for really going after it. I mean, they really tried their hardest to, like, just go for it. And, you know, I'll give them credit for that. So this is one I started and didn't finish. And I completely can't remember why I didn't finish like if I wasn't busy at the time and it just or it you know or didn't capture my attention or if the acting was throwing me off I don't know I can't remember but I know I didn't finish it I like the secretary though I do remember that so (laughs) I skipped one so you go see Alkita so were you were you trying to skip Goblin? I was accidentally. <laughs> oh my not. gosh! What are you thinking, Goblin? Goblin? Um, could you even imagine Carrie? Carrie would freaking kill us. <laughs> oh, oh, the wrath of Carrie! Ooh. We would so, get all of these anonymous um, letters or text messages or whatever. <laughs> and you'd be like, wait a minute, that's the mock day. <laughs> I can't believe that you forgot. E Dong Wook was in Goblin. Um, I mean, the Grim Reaper. We can't. 
gosh, I don't, those jackets, those sweaters, the way he was all swoony every time <laughs> he got on that bridge and he saw her. I mean, yeah, he, that, that role was made for him. And I think I need a glass of tea now. <laughs> I really like how he has just kind of an odd look. So he can play these mystical characters very believably. You know, he's not just the traditional pretty boy. He kind of has a longer face and like more distinct features. They're sharper. And it really plays in when he does fantasy roles. And I'm noticing the same thing right now with the nine-tailed fox one, is it really is working for him that he has kind of a a different visual than your traditional Korean hottie. And so I definitely, that I remember how good he was as the Grim Reaper in Goblin. He had such a great romantic chemistry with Gong Yu, for sure. And... Um, I have to agree, though. I never thought about it that way, but he can really play those fantasy characters well because he has that unique look. He also has some, I read somewhere that he has um, something with his lips, like his lips are extraordinarily pink and it is actually some sort of a condition. It's not like a um, illness or anything, but there's a pigmentation condition or something like that. That So his lips He's not wearing lipstick. He just often looks like he is because his lips are really pink. I just remember that because of the the show Bubblegum that he was in, uh, which we're not talking about, but I just remember it because he wore a lot of um, pea coats, like wool pea coats in in different colors, and he looked nice in them. Um, But anyway, it was around that time that people were like, why is he wearing lipstick? And so they interviewed him, and he explained that he has some sort of a lip coloring condition or something but anyway goblin yes (laughs) i approve he was good in it um i'm just gonna concur with everybody else i feel like being a part of one of the best bromances from k-dramas this role was just perfect in that aspect and i really liked his romance and i was actually disappointed although i didn't finish it so i can't speak for the whole drama but i was disappointed in the matchup afterwards of the other with the same actress where I didn't think it was that great and I didn't finish it, but I loved his role as the Grim Reaper in this. And I felt it was played into his uh, wheelhouse really well of just being kind of quirky and fun and, but also very serious sometimes. So yeah, I really liked his character in this. The next drama we're going to just chat about really fast. Cause I'm not sure how many of us have watched this one. I haven't is what, Wild Romance, and it's about uh, like a Hollywood, or not Hollywood star, like a, a drama star actor who needs a bodyguard, and it ends up being this girl who's kind of thuggish, and she accidentally like terrifies them or something. It's been so long since I've watched this one. But anyway, so they have this like bantering back and forth brouhaha chemistry which is really actually cute but then they bring tiffany from girls generation in as the second lead and she's some star not starving artist but some artist who has great angst and she just brings down the whole show and her whole story arc was stupid 
and I could not stand watching it once she was introduced. And so it was just really fell flat for me. So it had a cute premise. It started off good and then it was destroyed by the second lead. So um, I have not watched it. I can't remember if I started it and dropped it or if I just, I feel like maybe I listened to you and you <laughs> said don't watch it. I can't remember. I think um, I know that I the Machine didn't listen and that's how she knows because she didn't, she watched this without, and that's now she knows this is why she has to double check before she watches possibly, shows. Possibly, possibly, because, oh, she was so bad. Uh, it was Crystal's sister. And Crystal is a actress deserving all the awards compared to her sister. And you all know how kind of I feel about her as an actress. So, yeah, it was bad. And I, um, so, Seal Keita, have you watched this one? Oh, no. Yeah. No, I, I was not. This is older. And I was anti um female idol actors i watched something and got burned really bad and i was like oh no i'll pass and then nobody was talking about it and i was like good job layla good job <laughs> well the main girl's not an idol actor she was actually a olympic boxer she was like a per, like a competitive boxer and so she's pretty awesome i actually really liked that actress i don't know whatever happened to her um but so she's very believable in the more athletic, tomboy kind of vibe. And so she was really great. It's just the second lead. It was killed. And then the writer kept focusing in on the second lead story. And it was just horrible. It was so bad. But luckily, I was the only one that had to suffer through it. So you guys all did, dodged a bullet there. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. So our next one um, that I'll introduce, I haven't, KMUSE has tried to get me to watch this like 10 times. So it's called Hotel King. And I have started it like five times, I want to say. And for, for whatever reason, I have not gotten past the first couple of episodes. And it's driving me insane because normally if KMUSE recommends something to me, we have such similar tastes that I usually love it. Um, especially if it's like heavy on the revenge. So I just haven't been in the mood or something when I've watched it. I'm not sure. But um, but I'll let her share a little bit more about the, the synopsis. And I love this drama. It was so cracktastic. But I will admit it took a couple episodes for me to get into it. I want to say at least like three or four because I was going to dump it because I didn't like the first episode. I didn't feel that the chemistry was really there to begin with. Um, it definitely took a little while to get in its stride. This is that drama that also is with the same girl as my girl. So it's the same actress. Like, I want to say 10 years later, they reunite for this drama. And he thinks he's the son of a certain character, but he's really the son of a different character. And that would have made her his sister, and he totally goes there and liking his sister and feeling really bad about it. And then they ended up not being related. So, yay. <laughs> but it was There's super some sexy angsty. scenes, right? Because yeah, I know that, no, I know you really have good. sent me multiple and times. And abs and nippies and <laughs> tattoos. 
and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, so crazy. So, so crazy. <laughs> and it has uh, the actress who's the grandma in Startup that we're watching right now mm. that we all like. Mm-hmm. She's a nut job psycho in Hotel King, and she's like this dominatrix like head made is like crazy like seriously like a whip and leather and serious eye makeup and everything it's it's a so cracktastic so but hotel king and someday i'm going to show up at k-drama's house or jen's house and i'm going to like duct tape her to a chair and not let her up unless she has to pee of course and make her watch the show so I feel like I would like it because, I mean, who isn't going to want, wants, you know, dominatrix made grandma or whatever. <laughs> no, I just feel like, because you've sent me so many clips of certain scenes and I was like, oh, that looks really good. And, but there's some scene, it's like somebody falls through the roof or whatever. Does, don't uh-huh. they like crash through yeah. the roof? Well, yeah. that's how the father is murdered. Everyone yeah. thinks that he killed himself, but it's really murder. And there's so many people that could get revenge on him. And so there's kind of all kinds of backstory mysteries and birth secrets and sexy tattoos and dominatrix maids. It's awesome. So I'm just going to say that in this drama, because I watched this drama, he really... Like, his presence is what you want to watch it for. He has that aloofness in this character that I just love. I We were talking earlier about how he looks, but his voice, so he sounds really authoritative, and you kind of sit up and take notice. And I just remember, I can't tell you a whole lot about this drama because I spent this whole drama going, he's so hot. He's so hot. He is really he's hot. So and, hot. He's in and he looks really good in a suit. He looks so good in a suit. And I'm sexy like, tattoos. Oh my, oh my word. Oh wow. I was just like, oh. Yes, and it's please. very cracktastic, isn't it? It is so cracktastic. And I I I remember it took me like two tries to t- to get into it because I was watching something else at the time. And then I started watching it and I was like, oh. Oh, well, hello there. <laughs> hello. <clears throat> See, Akita yeah. likes authoritative men without shirts on and tattoos. <laughs> um, I am, yes. Yes, all of that works for me. And throw in a little bit of a longer hair and, and I'm done. I'm sold. Just, you know, bury me now. But I think that that's all I have to say about Hotel King, unless I just really wanted to be one of his suits. So in the in the opposite realm of his dramas that he's been in, there is life and it is not mocking. It is not there's no well, I don't think that there's dominatrix people, and I'm pretty sure he does not have a tattoo. This is one that you will want a more dense drama and slowly unfolding mystery. I have not watched the whole thing. I actually have to admit that I watched episode one and probably 15 to 20 minutes of episode two last night before I fell asleep. 
but it's written by the same writer as Stranger, and he is a doctor in this. So far, it's been very serious and um, and everything. But I will admit, because I love I love him, but I also think that he can be hit or miss when it comes to the dramas that he's in. And this is not a miss because I I, I I just admitted that I watched it. twenty. I could not keep my eyes open for the second episode, but I was very very interested in it. But he is starring in this with um, Jo Sung Woo, who is from Stranger. And then also um, Lee Ki-hyung from, he's loony and has been in other stuff since then. But they kind of act circles around him, not in a way of like, I do appreciate his talent. And I do think that he's, he's very talented, but they just, loony, he, he takes on characters that are a little bit different or not different because this isn't, his character isn't different in this one or anything like that. But um, he just takes on ones that aren't forefront all the time. That's more. And he really rocks them like and he does a good job. And he really drew my attention in the first episode or two. And then, of course, we have Stranger Guy and he's just it's very fun to see him in a different, more dynamic role in this one. So I think it's I only watched the first hour and 20 minutes of it. But um, yeah, that's I don't know. Did anybody else watch it? You watched a little I'm, bit of it, K-Muse, right? Yeah, I'm actually watching it now. I started it when I finished Stranger 2, and I think I'm like two and a half episodes in, mm-hmm. but I just barely started it like a week and a half ago. And so it's been on my to-watch list for a long time because it aired, but it took a while to get on one of the stations. Like it, Netflix That's what it, it was because like it wasn't – I was like, why didn't I watch it when it came on? And it's because it, I yeah. couldn't find and it anywhere. at that point, we just had a lot on our plates for the blog and everything. And so I definitely put it to the side to watch later, and now it's later. And I'm in, I'm loving it, and I have to agree with you. I mean, I love Lee Dong-wook, but – his character is not going to outshine the other two actors in this. So I'm just going to have to accept that that's going to happen. <laughs> so. Yeah. I still think his character is worth watching it for though. Oh, so yeah. 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 He's no, not he's, bad. He's no, no, not no, bad. Not at it's all. It's just, oh my gosh, Stranger Guy is insanely now, good. He looks, in, talking about suits, when he walks in and his oh. hair to the side and his suit on and he, again, his and Stranger character is always kind of like a little bit like, I don't know. He doesn't have this. I mean, he's authoritative, but not in the same way. And when he came in there and just like told him what, where, you know, what he was all about and everything, it was, it was very sexy. It was extremely sexy. And I like <laughs> that we got it on the end of episode one mm-hmm. and the beginning of episode two. <laughs> it's like, oh, we get to see that moment again because he just walks in and you're like, and who is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So anyway, back to Yi Dong Wook. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry. We do love Yi Dong Wook. And so let's talk about some of his other dramas. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody watch the next one that you have in here? I watched four episodes, and I do want to put it in here because it is a character that is completely different from anything he's done before. It's called Strangers from Hell, and you can find it on Netflix. And in it, he is the head of a group of serial killers, uh, kind of like the teacher serial killer to a bunch of underling serial killers. And 
I have to admit, it was a little too heavy serial killer for me. It was, it's very much more feels like a horror show. So if you like scarier shows and horror, then this is definitely one you're going to want to check out. His performance is very good. As I was say, if, and if you feel. can't handle the whole drama, there is a clip or a music clip thing where they show all of his like greatest moments from the drama. And I think that is definitely worth checking out if you can't because he he he's like cultivating serial killers and it's really yeah. dark. It's very dark. Yeah. But just that clip, I think it might have ended up being one of his best roles. <laughs> it's sad that I can't handle watching the drama but from that clip it was a really good performance like he did amazing and i might actually give it another try because just when it came out for some reason i just couldn't handle something that dark yeah and so i was just like you know i can't deal with it and i want to we were say gonna were we gonna yeah. recap it and we were like oh no this is this is way too dark and well, we because backed away it also has Suwan from mm-hmm. um what was he in the, before he went to military? He was in something that we really loved. Missing oh. or missing or whatever. Missing, yeah. yes. And so Misang. he is definitely a brilliant actor, and I really love him. But it was it was very dark. And again, I might give it another try because usually that doesn't affect me as much as some of the fangirls. But for whatever reason, it really just was like, oh, abort, abort. It's really dark. So. <laughs> But I want to say, didn't Carrie watch it? No. I'm sure she didn't. No. It's really, it is not. I, somebody started it and was, uh, and was watching it and was like, well, it's not as bad. And then I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I'm losing my mind. Maybe I just remember <laughs> seeing comments somewhere else. It might have been a comment in like a podcast or something. Because I think we've mentioned before that it's a pretty dark show. All right. How about we talk about something that's not a dark show? y'all ready to talk about roommates yes we are okay in what when was that a few years back there was this great korean big brother type show called roommates and you had actors and you had idols and models and just this whole hodgepodge of people thrown together and I completely fell in love with Lee Dong-wook. I had already liked him, but I absolutely lost my mind. Lost my mind over him. And he was so charming. I was shipping him with every single girl there. Do you remember? Who? Uh, Jen, didn't you watch it? Oh, I watched oh, yeah. Mates for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that's really, for me, um, I completely fell for Lee Dong-wook because of roommates. He had, like, this evening kind of broadcast, like, he would pretend and, like, interview people, interview the people on the show and things. I just, he was, he was so charming. And so roommates had a Chanyol from... Uh, from EXO the, in the first season, I had So Kang Joon, had a really fun cast um, of very different characters. And I would say all of them are the one, like I kind of started following them as actors 
because, or even with Chanyeol, I started listening to EXO. Oh my gosh, me too. Because of roommates. So Lee Dong-wook was just really charming. And he was sort of like, he's the one who kind of pulled it all together for me. Like everybody else was just seemed a little bit lost, but he really was. And was he only in the first season? Now I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. I, I, I think he was only in the first season. Because he got remember... really busy and was very focused on his, his career at that point. But he was just so good. And he was roommates with Joe Seho. Isn't that who it was? The the comedian. Mm. And they were so, their bromance was strong there. They were so fun together. Um, I but loved I, it. I, and, and remember... Um, I think one of my favorite parts was when Park Bomb saw him, she totally went swoony. She is, you could tell she was a fan and it was the cutest thing ever because she would just look at him. She didn't know what to say. And it was so sweet. (sighs) It was such a fun show. I miss things like that. I miss, I miss it. Yeah, it was a really, it was really good. I think that, it was just, it was one of my favorite, like, with the exception of Running Man, like, it was one of my favorite sort of, um, it, it wasn't exactly a variety show, but eventually they did do, like, little games and things, but it was just, I just loved it. It was so good. Anyway, he was awesome in it. So look it up if you can, because it was really good. So let's jump to where we pick our, if we're in the mood, we're going to pick one. Skip unless you're a mega fan and you're must watch. And let's start with the must watch. I think I'm going to pick Hotel King because out of all of his dramas, I think that's the one I couldn't stop pushing play on. And so it has to be my must watch. Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) So I'm going to say... I mean, I guess Goblin. If you haven't watched Goblin, you have to watch Goblin. So I'll say that that's my must-watch. You must watch Goblin. I'm going to say Roommate. I'm going to say if you want to see what he's like as a person, I'm sure some of it was fake, but for the most part, if you want to see him, Roommate. My choice is My Girl. Um, I don't know that a lot of people – I mean – a lot of people go back and watch some of the older ones, but if you haven't watched this one, I just remember it's just a fun watch, and I remember really liking him in that. So I think My Girl would be a my must-watch. If you And if you haven't watched Goblin, you should go back and watch Goblin, but <laughs> My Girl would definitely be one that I would have to go back and watch if I hadn't. All right. And so if you're in the mood... Um, I'm going to say Scent of a Woman because, boy, you have to be in the right mood to watch it because it's sad. I'm going to say Blade Man because there's some a lot of cheese in that drama and you have to be in the right mindset to suspend your disbelief. I'm going to say Life, even though I haven't finished it, and I do think it's one of the – because this writer does write – things that can be a little bit slower in the beginning and, and denser. So you, you might have to be in the mood, but yeah, life. And for mine, I'm going to say strangers from hell. If you can handle horror, then that's definitely a performance that should be appreciated. 
All right. So skip unless you are a mega fan. I do not even know where to start um, because there's so many that I didn't watch. So I don't think I'm qualified. I don't think I'm qualified for this one. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was like looking up because again, I I don't know that there's any of them on the list that I would say just completely skip. You know, and maybe Wild Romance, even though I haven't seen it, so I, I don't know. Because <laughs> all the ones that we don't have listed are the ones that I I probably maybe dropped. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for me, it's Wild Romance definitely, or Bubblegum. Bubblegum was really boring, even though he looked really nice in his pea suits. But it was so boring. I just wanted to take a nap. So those are either of those. Yeah, I was going to say Bubblegum, he looked so adorable, but it was boring. I mean, but he did look fine in his, he had like a different wool coat in every episode. Um, Or maybe even like several times an episode. I was like, how does he have so many? And they were like, I swear one of them was like very pastel colored. Uh, anyway, you could <laughs> skip it though. All right. So now that we have discussed all of his past dramas, let's take a bit of time and talk about um, the tale of the nine tailed. First things first. What is the abs rating on a scale of nothing to five? I'm going to say five and a half. Maybe eleven. Uh, I See, totally we get abs that just for you. But we get abs in the very first episode. It was the biggest treat ever. I was watching it and I was like, "Oh, thank you, thank you, drama gods, thank you." Here is where I'm going to say two point five because after watching Roommates and and everything, I feel like, and I know some of the scenes. Kay Muse and I even discussed this. I think when he's being tortured, I do think there's CGI to make him look like that he's been starving or something and make him look skinnier. But I do, the ab scenes somewhat make me want to give him a cheeseburger. Not too bad, (laughs) but like a little bit. So that's my my rating is 2.5. See, and I give it a five because the abs were looking really good in that first scene. And also, they highlighted his gorgeous red hair, which I am really kind of loving. Uh, Yeah. Modern hair. (laughs) And so the mix of gorgeous hairstyle and abs definitely ups the number for me. Yeah, I have to say the fact that he was chained up (laughs) while we got to see his abs gave me a little bit of a Fu Yao feel. Mm. Um, So I was, you know, and... I I remember thinking as I saw it, my first thought was, oh, see, Alkita will love this. And my second thought was, like, wow, he seems younger in every show that I see him in. It's like he's reverse aging. And if that was really his, his it wasn't a body double or CGI, then I have to say, good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we liking... Idong Wook as the sexy mountain fox god. And I personally think that the writer for this watched Goblin, thought, I can do a better drama, like focused on his character and make him like some mythical creature. 
and give him red hair and make him look fabulous and created this role for him. Like I this this drama feels like the role was created around making him look fabulous as a mythical creature. I just except somebody missed the memo on the historical wigs. That's all I got to say about that. But other than that, this drama was written to- for him. <laughs> It looks like they took a white wig and then put a red toupee on top of the white wig, and it's just crying against the hot guy. Kim Bub's hair was worse almost, like because it's like in a weird ratty ponytail, and I'm not sure exactly what they were going for. But at least I've seen that visual before. Yeah, yeah. Other actors wear similar hairstyle. This is new. Uh, This is new. Yidong looks, it's just like, is that a toupee? <laughs> like, seriously. Every time I look at him, it's like, there's like different, it's not like a mullet. It's like a whole nother wig <laughs> on top of a wig. And it's really distracting. Especially when he pulls it back and then it literally looks like two wigs. Yeah. Just but in anyway, the historical I, scenes, his, his hair is fabulous in the present oh, yeah. day. The yes. modern, he has it all together in the modern visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really am enjoying him in this. Mm -hmm. I said before that he has that kind of exotic visual that really lends itself to mythical characters. And I think he is doing just a brilliant job at, you know, bringing that kind of like, I don't know. He just feels exotic in this role. Him and Kim Bum both are just feel so exotic and not human. And I'm really enjoying that that's what we're getting. So I have to say, yeah, (laughs) I agree. I think he is doing a great job. He is perfectly suited to be a sexy mountain fox god, Um, especially modern, the modern version of him. I love the red hair. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's perfect on him. And he... It's almost like, yeah, like an ethereal kind of like, there's just something about him. He's just, he feels otherworldly. So I'm totally with you on that as well. But yeah, I'm enjoying him in this. He has the bone structure of a god. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He does indeed. And the red hair with the amber eyes, totally working for me. Totally. Talking about looking good, do our leads have any sizzle and do they look good together? I'm going to say yes. I'm still waiting to be like taken away by their romance, I think, still. I'm only five episodes in, so we're just barely getting to the point where he's really starting to focus in on her. And so I think I will need a little bit more time, but I really like them together. And so I'm good with it so far. I think that there's definitely sizzle. Yes. I'll just say, I think there's definitely sizzle. For me, I'm a little distracted by Kimbum in this because (laughs) he's terribly, like, horrible. But he's also kind of like broken and and it's hot and god he's hot and so and he just so he's distracting me a little bit I have to say but I will say that um there's definitely yeah chemistry between 
him and our leading girl, who's completely bad donkey. Love her. I am going to say that set in the modern time, we're still building a relationship, but you can tell from the past, the flashbacks that we've seen of the past, there's definitely chemistry there. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens when that reignites. So here is where I possibly blame the director. I don't know. Like uh, their past scenes when they had them kiss in the past, I was like, oh, that was kind of awkward. Okay. And then recently there was a scene that I won't go into detail about because you guys haven't caught up necessarily, but it also was kind of like, eh. So I don't know if they're ever going to do it for me in that type of sizzle part of it, but I do like them. Like they... They have a really good camaraderie and like when they bounce off each other and just the way he looks at her and like the when he winks and when he's in his eye and everything. I do really like that part of it. It's just the kissing. And again, it could just be the director. But I have to say that um, Kim Bum's character and his side fox girl, I really think they have a an amazing chemistry, even though she also likes the other fox guy, too, I think, and will end up coming to the good side maybe I don't know but I really like their sizzle and I wouldn't mind seeing them kiss and see if it's just the director or what but I don't know like, let all of them kiss Kissing yeah I, it actually made me think have do I remember a good kissing scene from him and I'd have to go back and see if depending on because I don't there's nothing that's because there's some actors and actresses that it's like immediately you're like oh yes Parkman Youngers uh Parks so June or you know those ones that stick out in your head you know that they're good kissers whereas I can't remember if he is or not and I don't know about her um oh yeah I do wait a minute she was in she was the mermaid she had she had some good yeah that and then the mermaid girl too I remember there being some princess yeah there was some really great Mm -hmm. underwater kissing scenes in that one so she was good at that. So it might, it, maybe it's him. I don't know. Listeners, if you can tell me a good Yi Dong-wook kissing scene, throw it out there for us so we can go check um, it out. <laughs> K-Muse will send you the clip from Hotel Oh, King. okay, okay. And see, and I, I, I can't remember the kissing scenes from Scent of a Woman, but I remember the dancing scene. So I don't know. <laughs> Is the fantasy aspect working with this story? How is the overall writing? So I love the fantasy aspect. I don't necessarily like all the flashbacks because I think that, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't love that part, but um, part maybe it's his wig. But I will <laughs> say that, that I do think that he does a great job and just they do a really good job of blending the fantasy elements, kind of this fusion um, into the, into a more modern um, time period. However, there is a darkness to this that I wasn't quite expecting. It's kind of, there are parts of it, especially the parts where Kim Bum, sorry, where Kim Bum is involved and he kind of gets really close to the edge of, of in a few places where I'm, I kind of have to cringe at just some of the things that he does so heartlessly, but there, and also just some of the, like, it's a little spooky. 
So if you're somebody that um, might be bothered by that, it really is dark. Dark fantasy. So I love the dark fantasy aspect. I want some, I've I've been wanting to watch something spooky. I don't want it to get darker, but I really like right now the mystery and I I think that so far I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's up with their parents. I want to know all of these things and I feel like that's good writing. So I feel like it's kind of like it re- in the last couple of episodes, f- five and six, it's taken on a little bit more of like, oh, okay, so this is kind of like Master Son, where we might have like the ghost of the week or the something where she deal with her job. She's dealing with a lot of like the mysteries and stuff. And I really loved the feel of the first couple of episodes, like the opening sequence of the drama where they made it really creepy. So like, they're good about it's che- it's kind of cheesy at some points. There are some fight scenes that I feel might be a little Twilightish, but I also feel like the other part of it out like outweighs that to where it doesn't feel too much like that because they've made the creepy part significantly creepy. Like it's not cheesy. It's just kind of a weird balance, but I feel like it does it for me. So I like that aspect. We'll see about the story the going forward with their romance and all that kind of stuff. Cause again, I'm not sure about the past scenes, but I still, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I do like the, the, the creepy aspect of it. And I'm enjoying it. It's not one that I'm at this point sub stocking, but I'm really enjoying watching it every week. So I'm in. Here's the big question. Will we continue watching? Yeah, I'm going to be watching. Yes, I'll be watching too. It's a yes for me. Yes, of course I'm going to continue to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. If there's a specific actor or theme you would like to discuss, then let us know. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 